1: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind
1: is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering
2: voicelessly. This is a football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague.
1: Brought to you by the A Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook.
2: Dirt and Sprague on 1080
3: The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague with you. Good to be with you this Friday. Our football Fridays, they're going down one by one. Hey, four-day work week, how nice was that, huh? That was, it flew right by. <laughs> Make this a thing. It should be a thing. Come on. Somebody's going to run on that platform. Power uh, to the people. Thank you for tuning in to 99.5 HD2 and the Odyssey app. Or are you old terrestrial, old school listeners out there on 1080 AM, we appreciate everybody hanging with us on this Friday. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Jim Harbaugh, we haven't even discussed that yet. He was hit with sanctions. He lied to the NCAA. That's not good. They call that pulling a trussle. <laughs> He's a uh, He's a hey Jim. Coincidentally, another Jim. It was interesting that all the uh, rumors for the NFL have been swirling, and then you get this announcement. You are like, oh, that would make sense. And he also sent out a statement hours before the NCAA uh, infractions came out about his future, and it was oddly worded. And everybody noted that and was like, that's not that's not commitment. (laughs) That's uh, commitment without saying you (laughs) are committed. And so you know, we'll we'll get to the Jim Harbaugh stuff coming up. We'll. We'll kind of unpack here the, the the playoff scenarios at play this weekend. Swag, I don't know about you, man. I, I feel like this year we always get a couple teams that are kind of fighting and jockeying for position. It feels like in the AFC and the NFC, we've got like six things to kind of keep track and follow. Yeah, weekend.
2: there's only three spots that are up for grabs. So the AFC South division champion and the final wild card spot in each uh, conference.
3: But then you add. But
2: then the seeding, yeah. the Cowboys can finish first, second, or fifth based on what happens. There's a lot of the, the seeding and jockeying around that's up for grabs.
3: Yeah, the Cowboy one to get. To num- they, I mean, they could go from the fifth and the wild card to yep. number one in the NFC. You need a lot of things to happen. I don't think any of them are going to happen. Well, you
2: need two things to happen. The, the Niners are not losing. to. Well, the you guard. need three things are, to happen. Yes, yeah. you need One, lot- you got to win your game.
3: Yes, you need yeah. the Eagles to lose to the Giants who are playing nobody. You need the 49ers to lose to the Cardinals yeah. who are starting who a quarterback. None of those are happening. Yeah. Other than the Cowboys are going to win their game. Oh, the Cardinals. Who are they starting? I just heard this. Uh, I forget who the Cardinals are It's not McSorley, is it? No. Who's the, Who's the David, is it David, David Blah? I think it's David Blah. David Blah. 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 That's not, not happening.
2: That's what that game's going to look that like. Probably. <laughs>
3: Brian Dayball already came out this morning. We all already knew. He came out this morning and acknowledged we're not playing anybody this weekend because yeah. we have nothing to play for. I feel like David's been dumped by a girl who's like, you're just blah. It's like an insult, a parting insult, and he's like, damn it. He was one of the headliners on Hard Knocks. He was one of the Lions' uh, backup QBs in that chase. We <laughs> got a was. little we got a little David blah third-string action late in preseason. Didn't he fumble on Hard Knocks? I believe he those? did. Costly fumble, lost Same. him a game, and then uh, didn't make the roster. I think he's married to like a, a track star, too, so yeah. they're watch their kids in 20 years. We're going to have some blahs running around that are just freak <laughs> athletes. Uh, but this, this like, Week 18 either gives you games you don't care about or it gives you, hey, they're playing kind of for everything. Like, I really want Man Camel and the Lions to do this. And the NFL railroaded them. And now, like, Seattle, I think, is going to beat the Rams. Although I, I feel a little uneasy about that. They The Rams played them tough like a month ago. They needed a last-second drive to win that game. And now they've kind of been playing a little bit better with Baker here. They've won some games.
2: Well, I have a feeling since there's really nothing in it for the Rams, I think uh, McVeigh will be appreciative of what Baker did at the end of the season. I think he's going to throw it 65, 70 times. I think sure. this is a showcase to help Baker see if he can get a permanent job. Do, next do year. you
3: give Baker? I, I was wondering about this. Do they bring Baker back as the backup and say, dude, you'll be the heir apparent to Stafford unless um, something changes? I would I
2: say so. that, uh, well, they certainly wouldn't sign him to a large long-term deal. No,
3: it's a tiny deal.
2: Uh, so is the there a question would be for
3: him, though. Mm-hmm. Well, no,
2: the, if I'm the Rams, the question is, how certain am I in the recovery ability of Matthew Stafford with what's been going on with his injuries?
3: Well, again, maybe they want to sign him, but what if a team offers him But if somebody job?
2: offers him a three-year gig for 65, 70 million bucks, the Rams can't come up with that.
3: Please identify that team.
2: Well I don't don't think that team exists. We've seen NFL teams do stupid stuff before.
3: I mean, you Uh, think there's gonna be a handful of teams that have decent rosters that are looking for quarterbacks next year. I mean, if the going
2: rate for a franchise legitimate, this guy can take us to the quarter to the to the playoffs and beyond quarterback is forty million bucks. Baker's not worth half of that, twenty million.
3: I just, I'm. Looking I mean, the,
2: the numbers are stupid. I'm but looking that's... at
3: the team. You can't pinpoint the team for me. You can't. The Texans aren't doing it. The no. Broncos aren't doing it. Nope. The Colts aren't doing it.
2: Do the Texans?
3: Not the Raiders. Not the Browns. Not. I mean, you. Yeah. Nobody's going to throw the bag at him, but he no. might have a better. What I'm saying is, he might have a better opportunity for a path for playing time. And that might be what's most important for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Stafford's going to Yeah, is you go be. to
2: one of those teams that's going to draft uh, a top a first round quarterback and they don't want they want a little insurance or something in case things don't go well out of the shoot.
3: I mean what are the commanders going to do a quarterback next year? You mentioned the Colts, they don't know what they're going to do a quarterback next year. What are the Jets going to do a quarterback next year? There's a, there's a handful of teams out there. They're not going to throw a big chunk of money at him, but maybe it's a situation where hey, you got a 50-50 shot at winning this starting job and that's what's more appealing to you. I, I just wonder how much he balances wanting to be a starter next year because of, you know, ego, number one pick, money versus is the Rams, I mean, look, they they suffered from what a lot of teams suffer from. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to gear up and do it again. Yeah. And they also flirted a lot with retirement and walking away stuff. Well, they don't have a lot of depth, too, because they traded a lot of their draft picks for players that helped them win. And I just wonder if he valued is – it, is it better, Baker, for his career, to go chase the next starting gig, or is it better to sit maybe for a year – Or we'll see what happens with Stafford because his injury stuff's been weird this year. It has. And be with Sean McVay. Well, the other aspect of that, too, is what is the future of Sean McVay? Because if, speaking of flirting with retirement, Sean McVay did it last off season, And I, would have, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again this offseason and again the next offseason. Like, he's one of those guys that I feel like is going to walk away at a young age. At what point is that? I don't know. But that's a whole other part of that equation, too. You think we're going to get a mass amount? Because Week 18 gives us the final, obviously, week of football for all the teams. And then we get to the postseason. But it also gives us, what do they call it, Black Monday. Yeah. Do you think, not fired, but just overall, fired, walk away, retired, whatever you want to say, do you think it's going to give us a lot of coaching changes this offseason? I'm trying to rattle through. Cliff Kingsbury's definitely going to get fired in Arizona. Yeah, he's
2: done. You've already had some firings. So. Outside of
3: that, like who else
2: has a current Hackett coach? Hackett already got whacked.
3: I'm trying to think. Hackett it- got whacked. There's rumors about McDaniels in Miami. I still kind of refuse that's going to, ha- to believe that's going to happen, but Miami is stupid. Well, he's a McDaniel, and then the one in Vegas is McDaniels. I yeah, keep, what did I say, McDaniels? I keep doing it, too. Yeah. I've, I've screwed it up eight years. Josh is not going to get fired because the Raiders are dumb. Uh, Mike, Mike had fired because the Dolphins are dumb. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: but outside of that, like, who else is going to get fired? Well, like Carolina's players spoke up yesterday. They're really advocating for Steve Wilkes to get the job. Yeah, he's in an interim spot. Well, I, I, w- I would actually agree with the players here. I, I, their record's not good. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's no refuting. They've played much better since he took over. And he remember, he got railroaded out of Arizona. He was there. He was a one and done and then they moved on and they changed everything. Yeah, he got hosed. And so I just, you know, guys like that, we write guys like that off a lot. And I remember thinking about this with Dayball years ago, like that dude wasn't a a, a top-tier play caller for me. I, he was in eh, middle of the road. What does Tampa do? And now he's developed Josh Allen and he gets us. and now he's maybe the coach of the year, which by the way, who's the coach of the year? So I I think Sometimes guys like Steve Wilkes, the record might not show it, but when a locker room talks, you know, it's a bit of the Oregon crystal ball stuff. How much do you listen to that versus what's better long-term for them? I know they've been rumored with Harbaugh, but, you know, I, I didn't think Steve Wilkes was bad, man. I, for them to turn that around the way they did, yeah, I was surprised. Well, let me ask you this, though, too. The other part of that equation for me is how much of that conversation are we even having if the NFC South is not incompetent? because they're, i mean they're six and ten on the year now they were better with Wilkes, you're not wrong there. But if they're playing in a division that has a pulse, like none of this playoffs, or the, Panth- the Panthers are the furthest thing from our mind right now. The only reason they were in the conversation at all is because the division was so bad they had a chance to win it last week despite the fact they were three games below 500. So that that's a tough part for me, although you have an example recently I would point to in the NFL where a team had an interim guy. I thought it worked pretty darn well. They went away from it and had a disastrous season this year, and that was with Vegas. They had Basaccia, who took over in a dumpster fire of a situation, a player getting arrested, a coach at sending racist and homophobic emails, and they somehow make the playoffs in a challenging division in a tough conference. And they were darn near, you know, they had four chances inside the 10-yard line to beat the team that went on to win the AFC that we now crown as the next second coming in all of football in the Cincinnati Bengals. They had four shots inside the 10-yard line. They decided to not go with the interim guy, and they went with McDaniels. And it, it, it backfired horribly against them. And, and to be fair, too, against everything I just said, sometimes you also get Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, it's working. That's the the of offense it. looks good. Let's bring him back. And then it's just a disaster from the start. I don't know if Wilkes would be that. But I I understand the sentiment in Carolina of why those players are speaking out. And yeah, the, the division helps dirt. But sometimes all you can control your circumstance, I I was sure that once they traded McCaffrey, they were trying to tank and lose. I think they were. That was the whole plan. And he got those guys to play against Tampa last weekend with an opportunity to win the yeah. division, and they just couldn't come through with it. So and he even He even criticized his own organization for tanking. He was like, we're, we got a chance to make the playoffs, and you guys are trying to lose games. Which is, it, it is an odd thing. Like, what are you tanking for? If you can win the division, you win the division. Have you changed on tanking? I kind of have. I have not changed on tanking. Like, in the NBA, if you're Oklahoma City, I get it. But I do find value in setting a culture of, no, 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 we compete here. Okay, Pittsburgh might not make the playoffs. There's a lot of things that have to happen for them to do it. But, damn it, do you not go into the offseason as a Steeler fan going, okay, Kenny Pickett showed us some game-winning stuff, some comeback stuff. How much better can he get? The defense was pretty damn good and has won us a lot of games this year. Mike Tomlin still consistent, steady as a rock. Like, you go into next year's Pittsburgh, I think, with a lot of optimism versus, like, nope, shut it down, we're going to lose on purpose just to draft somebody fifth overall. I think in the NFL, if you can win, win. It's a much better culture to set. Look at the Giants. We said this about the Giants going into the year. Oh, they're going to tank. They're going to get a quarterback. They're going to be god-awful. They're in the playoffs. They are. Because their coach is so good, and that's what San Francisco has experienced. Seattle's gone through this a little bit. When your coach is good... You can get a later-round pick, and it's still as valuable as having a a top-end pick. And, oh, by the way, you go to the playoffs. That's a wonderful position to be in. I see your argument. The Steelers are the prime example of that historically, and it's why I think I'm optimistic that Kenny Pickett's going to have a good career because of all the organizations to go to. He's not going to be asked to carry the team year in and year out. You know they're going to be well coached. You know they're going to have a good defense. Like This is who they are, and he just needs to say, hey, can you come up with a couple of drives late in the game? I don't need you to throw for 400 yards every single week. The Giants' point, though, is tough because I, I see the positives of making the playoffs, and Brian Dayball had an amazing season. I also, at the same time, feel like they're in No man's land they're not good enough in my mind and maybe I'm wrong they're not good enough in my mind to win a playoff game oh I think they definitely could beat Minnesota in Minnesota okay well okay Minnesota maybe sure but that might be their matchup and okay fine (laughs) fair enough maybe it is it'll be a chance you're not winning a title with Daniel Jones a quarterback no but so but this is my point though and I, I see your argument about good culture and hey you made the playoffs how many years do you do that so what if they just miss the playoffs next year and then they make it as a wildcard team and they lose in the first round? Like, how long do you kick that can down the road? Because they don't know what they're going to do with Daniel Jones. They have not announced that yet. His rookie contract is up. They didn't extend it. You got to figure that out. Now, maybe they can get him on a cheap extension. But that's the tough part is that I don't I don't know if they have enough to win with Daniel Jones at the highest level of quarterback. I don't think they do. And I, I think that's a fair point to raise. The only thing to me is... I don't think it matters that much what you do with Daniel Jones. If you move on, I'm going to trust that Dayball's getting a guy he identifies as his guy. Well, and you also don't need a top-ten pick to find a franchise quarterback. There's a lot of guys that have been taken at the end of the first round, second, third, fourth round picks oh. that have been great. Look at the Patriots. They traded up to get, what, 10th, 11th to get Mac Jones? Somewhere in there, yeah. Like, that might be what the Giants do this year because I don't think all these quarterbacks are going to be picked in the top five. You've got really good skill position players that are going to – like, Jalen is going to go before – almost all the quarterbacks yep. and he should depending on who gets the number one pick. Yeah. Depending on that. And by the way, that's still in play. Yes. Please tank for that. <laughs> please. Oh, there's going to be Chicago. a tank off. Don't Don't win those games. Chicago's <laughs> trying to lose this. They want, well, who does Chicago go after? They go get Jalen Carter probably or do you go get a? you also have the choice to trade that pick and pick up like three extra first round picks for a team that's desperate to go get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud that's something I would do I'll no. tell you right now I would I would open myself up to that if I was the bears I want more assets I don't want just the one player but on the giants point I'll say this and then we'll kind of address the Cincinnati Buffalo what's going to happen now stuff I your points valid but every year you make the playoffs that's all you're looking for some teams have obviously better shots to win the whole enchilada, but we weren't talking about Cincinnati two years ago. No. I did, we weren't talking about Cincinnati last year when the playoffs started, that they were going to win the AFC. Nope. And they've identified their quarterback. I think you got to trust Dayball to do that. But if they make the playoffs along the way, I just think there's a lot of inherent value there. Hmm. Uh, all right, more on this. What what happens with Buffalo, Cincinnati, and how that all breaks down this week, and we'll walk through it next on the
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Years ago,
3: Dirt said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Jim Harbaugh trying at Michigan. We'll get to that coming up. (laughs) The funny thing is, is he's not really getting in trouble for the cheating. He's getting in trouble for lying about the cheating. Well, he cheated and then he lied about cheating. Yeah, but the cheating wasn't, they were only level two violations. Well, The lying is what got him in trouble. That's what I always tell my daughter. I said, you know you're going to get in more trouble if you lie. You tell me the truth, we'll figure it out. You lie to me? (sighs) There's not been a kid in the history of the planet that has ever taken that advice. And you should take that advice, kids. But no kids take that advice. I would have had anybody in my life told me that. (laughs) Told you that? I didn't (laughs) get that. I just got my... My ass spanked. That's all that happened to me. I got that a lot, and I continued to lie. Never learned my lesson. Yeah, he just kept doing it. <laughs> he just huh? kept going. That? I'm gonna get away with it this time. No, nope, no, you're not. Cincinnati and uh, Buffalo. Their game was called, and so with that, a lot of people go, well, "What's next?" And then it comes out yesterday afternoon that the league is going to hold a owners' vote today. Now they need 24 of 32 to get this, so they yep. need three fourths the majority to approve it. And what they're voting on is potentially having a neutral site for an AFC championship game, depending on the outcomes of week 18, given the circumstance involving Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Yes. So here's how this would uh, shake out. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, a Bills-Chiefs championship game would be at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, they won't, and Baltimore wins or ties, a Bills-Chiefs game, Uh, championship game will be at a neutral site if buffalo and kansas city lose and cincinnati wins a bills or Bengals versus chiefs championship game will be at a neutral site Uh, no neutral sites have been announced though indy was one of the rumored ones but indy hadn't even heard from the nfl on this yet it will be a dome you're gonna get your wish i not not the wish I want. Uh, if Buffalo, Kansas City win this weekend, Chiefs get the bye. If Buffalo wins and Kansas City loses, the Bills will be the number one seed and get the bye, and no neutral site would come into play. If the Ravens win and are matched against Cincinnati in a wild card game, the site will be determined by a coin flip if Cincinnati wins <laughs> or if the two teams are not matched against each other after a potential Ravens win. Regular scheduling procedures will go into effect. The Bengals are pushing hard against that. Oh, one. Katie Blackburn is an executive VP for the Bengals. She's on the competition committee and she is basically saying this is stupid. Her reasoning comes from the timing of the rule change. Uh, Blackburn says the proper process for making rule changes in the offseason. It is not appropriate to put teams in a position to vote for something that may introduce bias. Alex Gold's a radio host in Kansas City. He's a good friend of the show. He said, oh boy, wait till the NFL owners get a load of the neutral site. I would be nervous right now if I was a fan in the NFL (laughs) that they might like it a lot. Yeah, I'm a, I'm anti all of this. I th- there is no right answer here. There is no solution that will make everybody happy. Kansas City is currently your number one seed in the AFC, but they also have head-to-head losses to Cincinnati and to Buffalo, and so that's the tough part in what the NFL I think is trying to balance here. If you didn't have that instance, maybe there's not quite this push for a neutral site. I I think you just have to approach this though as a one-off. This is a rare. Hopefully, knock on wood, once in a lifetime occurrence where you get a late season game between two teams fighting for divisions and home field and all that, uh, where the game has to get scrapped and it's just it's going to jumble up and jack up your playoff seeding. There's there's really no way around it. I just I would play it out the way the standings appear based on winning percentage at the end of the season. I don't like punishing one team who might have ended up getting the number one seed anyways. Like if Buffalo and Cincinnati finish that game, and again, nobody knows what the final result would have been 100% certainty. It felt like Cincinnati was in control. Their offense was a bit unstoppable. If Cincinnati wins that game, you know what likely happens? Kansas City gets the number one overall seed in the AFC. Because Kansas City didn't lose last weekend. They're not going to lose to the Raiders tomorrow. So Kansas City gets the number one overall seed. If you play it out the way that I think it's going to play out this weekend, Buffalo has uh, will probably win. Uh, Cincinnati is definitely going to win. And Kansas City is going to win. Kansas City will get the number one overall seed. I just I think we are way overthinking this. I'm glad at least they've walked back like, we're not going to do buys or the one or two seed can pick. Do you want to buy or do you want home field advantage? Did or- you hear they might? There was a report early, and the NFL had to refute this via Schefter, they were going to add an, an eighth, eighth team yeah. like what the hell what if i'm like the eagles in the nfc and you're like wait a minute what i don't get a buy anymore because this happened in the afc we had this great season and you're going to tell me i can't get a first round bye i just i think you're way overthinking this it's not necessary i want home field advantage in the playoffs is it 100% fair no it's not 100% fair because you didn't get to finish the Buffalo Cincinnati game but play it out based on winning percentages. I think we're reaching for conclusions we don't need to here. It was great news to find out DeMar Hamlin was awake and he has to communicate via writing cuz they're still helping him
2: breathe but he goes No, they've well they've removed the breathing tube overnight. Oh, that's right. Sean's he's had now it this he's yeah. now talking. The Bills actually released a statement. They got word from the physicians there at the the hospital. Is it He's it, talking to his family and his care staff. Yeah, that's god that's so so awesome. To
3: FaceTime with the guys in the locker There's going to be a Zoom react.
2: call with him and the team. I would guess on Saturday oh they'll God. arrange something and and that Bills
3: the Bills by eight thousand. I was going to say bet the Bills <laughs> yeah. by i I'm gambling yeah. on the Bills this weekend. There's no
2: doubting that. Yes,
3: yes. I you know NFL players are. They're so
2: probably all going to wear number three jerseys when they warm up. Would be my guess.
3: I, I they'll have something with the number three. Yeah, NFL players, man. Not that other people in in life haven't overcome circumstance similar. But NFL players are so wired different that I, I wouldn't be stunned if some way somehow they have him like record something from his hospital bed. Let's go. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps. His first question when he came to was, did we win the game? Yeah. That tells you, doesn't it? That's not? where his mind was at. And the doctors, you know, they did the Disney ad. Yes, you won the game of life. Yeah. Which was a which was a great answer. It, it is. And I hope it continues to be, you know, good recovery for him. That was fantastic news. I thought I watched a man well, I kind of did. I thought though I watched a man die on Monday night on my couch. And to tell me come Friday that he's talking now and he's continuing to improve, like, it's just that's – Monday me would have loved to have hear, heard that. First responders are heroes. Modern medicine is incredible. And the fact that he could turn around that quickly, it's it's amazing. It's awe-inspiring, and it's the exact story that we all needed. I'm happy for the Bills uh, that they have a chance. Like, loss in all of this is – it's the Buffalo Bills. And we know their history. We know it. And we know how much weight is on that fan base. And to have something like this happen to your team late in the season, to have such a talented group, the team that everybody picked coming into the year to win the Super Bowl, this is the unbeatable Buffalo Bills. And it it would it just was a horrible, horrible scene Monday night, and I'm glad that he is doing better, and I'm glad that Buffalo is going to have a great chance to go on a run and not be distracted by just a, a, an extreme tragedy. It's all happiness. You mentioned real quick before we get to Harbaugh the dome theory that I have. Yeah. And, and I know that it's been taken by a national show, and it's been talked about now, and I'm an idiot, and I'm wrong. I, I understand all that. Because Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, all cold-weather cities, that's not, that's not the dome scenario I want. I don't want neutral site. Give me home fields. You can argue about domes, no domes, weather, all that. I I get that. But I'm not arguing for neutral site. That's where college football has ruined itself, and it will continue to ruin itself. And I, I disagree with Alex in Kansas City. I see the fear. I understand it. I don't think NFL owners want to lose that gate money, that merch money. I don't think the NFL, I know they don't care so much about the fan-in-stadium experience because of TV commercials, I think aesthetically it'd be stupid. Yeah, it would look bad. Why would you not want Lambeau Field or Seattle or Kansas City or Buffalo or Cleveland or, you know, whoever? Why would you not want that on your television? Why would you want Indianapolis where fans either show up and they're like, Europe soccer fans that go to football games, they just wear jerseys, random jerseys. Right, right. Or some of the fans were able to travel. I don't think the NFL is ever going to go that route. I don't think they'll become college that way. I hope not, and I I still, this is dumb. I don't care if it's fair or not. I want home field advantage in an AFC title game. He, you can I go on the road. Cincinnati went on the road yeah. to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game last year. Buffalo was 13 seconds away from beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead last year. I like, want Mahomes I want Mahomes or Burrow to go to Buffalo. Yes, hell. With Buffalo with what they went through, let's just nominate them. Number 1 seed Buffalo gets home field advantage. I don't think Kansas City wants to do that. <laughs> just give it to they them. They lost to them head to head in Kansas City mm-hmm. already this year. Yeah. I just th- I hate this. It's going to suck in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be incredible, but just it's going to be watered down because it's a neutral site. So it's 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 a bit weird. We still haven't gotten the results. They'll vote uh, today, and then I'm sure after our show ends, we'll get the results for that. So stay tuned for it. But there's neutral site possibilities up in the air for the AFC title game, uh, given what happened between Cincinnati and Buffalo. Jim Arbaugh, a lying scumbag. Will he be Michigan's coach next year? We'll talk about that next. Welcome back in seven thirty six. Hope your Friday mornings are going great. Are we good here? Are we good? Swag? Everything okay? Are we on the? We're on. Did yep. anybody else get nervous right there? I, I know did. I did. I they was like, nervous. oh god. I don't know. Am going I going on. home at seven thirty? We do have engineers here this morning uh, because we have. There's a new. Um, the buzz is back in the building. The buzz. The buzz is here. So our uh, Jeff uh, Crazy ass McGinley. He's he's running around the hallways. I believe today again. Well, yeah, but he's in a mode where like. Don't talk to him. Leave me alone. <laughs> Isn't that the boat he's always in? You know what's funny is I, I don't, I know McGinley fairly well. I text him, I was at a store and I was looking at some equipment and I called him because I thought I had a great deal on something. And I go, hey, is this a good deal? He goes, what do you want? I'm in Houston. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know you were in Houston, Texas. My bad. Uh, what did we really find here? We'll get to Jim Harbaugh in a moment. Somebody texted in, I don't think putting the Bills and Bengals at a competitive disadvantage by handing Kansas City a bye in home field on top of the trauma they experience is a good idea. And, like, here, here's the only part that I disagree in. I, there is a really good chance that if that game plays out Monday, Kansas City ends up with the number one seed in the AFC. Like that, there was a, there was a high probability that that happened. Yeah, that that like, was kind of always. Kansas there. City's thirteen and three on the year. Yeah. They're going to beat the Raiders tomorrow. They're going to be fourteen and three. Yeah, like I, I don't think we're handing them anything. I know they lost to Buffalo and to Cincinnati, uh, both in close games. But if if Buffalo loses that game on Monday night, if you finish it, and the Demar Hamlin thing never happens. Guess who gets the number one seed? Well, that's the Kansas thing. City gets the number one seed. That is the bummer, though, of of having that. what happened to Demar Hamlin outside of his own well being and his health was. I felt like that game was going to end up being a good game. It did. It had a real feel of like playoff atmosphere. The Bengals were driving to go up fourteen to three in the yeah. first quarter. Yeah, they were jumping all over them there early on. So I, I don't know. I don't quite view it as a competitive disadvantage because Kansas City has had a, a great season, and both teams proved that they could go into Arrowhead and be successful. If Buffalo has defense for thirteen seconds. They win the divisional round playoff game last year on the road, and Cincinnati went to Kansas City and, and won the AFC Championship game last year. And Cincinnati has one more loss than both Buffalo and Kansas City does. So if Cincinnati were to lose on Monday night to Buffalo, they're eliminated. From AFC number one overall seed contention, they had no chance at it because they'd be eleven and five on the year, and Buffalo would be thirteen and three, and Kansas City would be thirteen and three. Yeah. So look, there's no right answer here. Somebody's going to end up getting screwed, no matter how you decide it. I just think, from a fan angle, it sucks to one of the cities or all the cities or the fans that have to watch that a neutral site game. To me, just I don't know. I'm I'm bummed out by that. We do have a bit of news in the NFL. This game kind of matters, but maybe not. But still technically alive. Uh, we are going to have a matchup on Sunday. Catch the fever, because you're telling me you're excited for week 18. Well, yeah, there's there's a decent amount of games. There's I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Now, can I add Skylar Thompson versus Joe Flacco to the list of that? Yeah, I told you I'm rooting for the Steelers and the Dolphins. <laughs> Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets this weekend. They're eliminated, so they don't have nothing to play for. And uh, Mike White got hurt again. And speaking of weird quarterback situations, they've had some things this week with Zach Wilson and his six touchdown passes this year about how they maybe shouldn't have played him as a rookie. Six touchdowns? He's got six touchdowns. Yeah. He's going to finish a year with six tuts. Six tutties and seven picks is what uh, Zach oh. Wilson <laughs> Oh, we call that having a Mariota. <laughs> that's, that's not good. When you got more interceptions and touchdowns, it's not good. You know what he had as a... <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not acknowledging that. <laughs> he did ignore that. You know what they call that, in, uh, and I'm not going to come up with another name. You, uh, you, just, you got something. I got nothing. I got nothing. Where's Sean Manning? Yeah! <laughs> Where was Derek Anderson a year ago today, or two years ago today? Well. a man answers. Uh, as a rookie, he had nine touchdowns and 11 Hopefully picks. not flying a flag. <laughs> <laughs> was he podium guy still the podium? <laughs> So that's going to happen on Sunday. We get we get Joe Flacco versus Kyler Thompson on week 18. Which is funny because you get that matchup and one of those teams is fighting for the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins are still alive. Miami's in if New England loses. If New England loses and New England is on the road in Buffalo. And they're losing because there's no way DeMar Hamlin's saying, I love you guys. And they're going out there and barely or losing to the Patriots. That's not happening. <laughs> no Mac Jones is not becoming one of the dirtiest players in football, according to some defensive players. He ain't winning that game. That ain't happening, okay? No. no. Pull the audio in case Monday's show we will get to this. Mark, 7 7.40 on Friday. That Sprague has this clip that Mac Jones ain't beating the Buffalo <laughs> Bills, okay? Nobody circles the wagon. It ain't happening. They're going to Table, and then they're going to win the game by forty-five points. Well, I'm I'm looking at this now. There is a really good possibility because I'm with you. I agree a hundred percent. So I'll go ahead and mark me too here. I don't think New England's winning that game in Buffalo. (laughs) It's like zero chance. Uh, I also am a little questioning of Skyler Thompson starting with the season on the line. I know he's going against Joe Flacco, but the Jets have a decent defense. They can run the football a little bit. Like, ah, you know, we'll see. Miami's defense hasn't been great. Shines more off on that, though, a little bit. Like the Seattle Jets game, my, my, my brother went to that game last weekend, and uh, that defense... They got gashed. Seattle just – they had to settle for some field goal stuff. They, yeah, they couldn't quite have them early. Yeah. That, that Jets defense, I think it is good. I think the problem is this offense has been so bad for so long that it's wore them down. And so, yes, the Jets defense is good. And they're going against Skylar Thompson, so maybe they'll be back to being dominant. But <laughs> you've never seen Skylar Thompson with a week prepared. <laughs> Skylar Thompson will help your defensive numbers. I know that. And so this is all paving the road for potentially – the again-above-500 Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs this year. How great would that be? Because they would be, I'm don't. I'm not i not 100% certain on all my scenarios, but if, right if New England loses and Miami loses and Pittsburgh wins, that is your 8th seed. Everybody else is eliminated in the AFC. 7th yeah. seven seed.
2: 7th seven seven seed, seed, excuse
3: yeah. me. Par- yeah, there pardon me. Go. The 7th seed. And yeah, Miami wins the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh because they had the head-to-head And New England wins the tie over Pittsburgh because of their head-to-head win percentage. Yes. Division tie break initially used to eliminate Miami. So if New England-Miami lose and Pittsburgh wins, Pittsburgh's in. There you go. So you would have Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Uh, Bill's
2: minus seven currently right now. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I'm hammering it. I'm I'm hammering it. I'm going to put it in a teaser bet. Hammer it. I might enter my account this weekend and just say we're either coming home with nothing or we're going to unload the account. Well, and you're betting for a holy purpose. You know, it's for DeMar Hamlin. It is for DeMar, right? yeah. We're praying for DeMar. When I hit done on my wager, I'm going to hit... This is for DeMar. Bam. That one's for you, DeMar. So uh, your, those are your AFC scenarios that are going on right now. Kind of wild. Not not quite as wild in the NFC. We know the scenarios, obviously. If if Seattle loses, the winner of Detroit Green Bay goes to the playoffs. If Seattle wins, then if the Packers win on Sunday night, the Packers go. If the Lions win on Sunday night, then Seattle goes. And they would likely play. Again, I don't think Philly's going to lose this weekend, so they would likely play on the road in San Francisco in the wild card round of the, uh, of the playoffs. I, I do hate, like I know they need extra tie break things. There is a part of me, it's always going to kind of not like teams in the scenario of Green Bay-Seattle where they they finish the same, but they didn't play each other and one gets it over the other. Yeah, I I just... I'm with you. Sometimes that bothers me, right? Green Bay... eh, Vikings are a little inconsistent. You got the Lions who are inconsistent, and the Bears are a joke. Whereas, like, Seattle... And I know the Rams didn't have a great year, but the Rams still had some good defensive players. The Niners are no joke. Niners are legit. At least the Cardinals there is a laughing stock, but <laughs> not all things are equal there. No, I will ask you this though, and I know the the regionality of our fan base will not like the sentiment. Part of me though is rooting for Green Bay to make it because I think they're a better team right now, and I give them a better chance at winning a couple of playoff games. Oh, so you are a believer that Rodgers and the Packers are finally going to beat the 49ers with this I'm team? not saying that they're going to beat them, but if I have to pick either the Green Bay Packers or the Seattle Seahawks to beat the 49ers in the wildcard round of the playoffs, I've seen the Seattle-San Francisco game twice. You've also seen three Aaron Rodgers 49er games. No doubt playoffs. about it. The Seattle Seahawks can't score a touchdown on, on the 49ers. They can't move the football. They can't get over the 50-yard line on that defense. Yeah, I mean, I was at that Seattle game, and that game was clearly over when it was... I don't remember what the score was. I think the only touchdown they've scored on him was like a punt block return or something. I, I don't know. They if got they a have... touchdown real late in that game that okay. actually make it only an eight point win for the 49ers. <laughs> like but, if you uh, had to pick a team who who has a better chance of beating the 49ers a week from now. I mean, I, I would also agree with it. I just, I'm saying we've also seen we have really the, good yeah. Packers teams against the Niners hosting and going on the road. He's got a bugaboo with the 49ers. And he can't, yeah. Everybody always says, well, they didn't draft him. He's going to get revenge. <laughs> and then they play him and he doesn't win. Well, let's get to the least committal. Comm- of all time, and what do we make of violations heading the direction of one college football coach? We'll tell you what's going on in Ann Arbor. That's next on. Well, we got a college coach that's in some trouble. Uh, also, hey, coming up, final hour, Sprague and Line 503 250 Get your fake sponsors in. We'll do some gambling. Good to have the old band back together. Do a little Sprague and Line this week. But uh, Jim Harbaugh's name's been in the news a lot lately because everybody assumes he's heading to the National Football League to either be the coach of the Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos. Pick your, pick your team, Jim. All of them are going to probably offer you the job. He releases this thinly worded statement yesterday, saying, "As far as I know, I plan on being the head coach in Michigan in 2023." expects I expect, I expect to be the coach to be the head coach in Michigan in 2023. Well, one of the reasons he might not be the head coach in Michigan in 2023 is that the NCAA announced investigations and potential sanctions and violations into the Michigan football program. Mm-hmm. Uh, those allegations include impermissible contact with recruits during the NCAA mandated dead period, uh, the use of a Defensive analyst for on field coaching activities. I guess that's a rules violation and uh, that Harbaugh's uh, uh, staff did not basically cooperate with the investigation, and he is also likely going to face severe penalties because he lied to the NCAA when they called him and asked him, like, hey, did you have this contact with these recruits? Did you use this defensive analyst for this or that? He lied to the NCAA, which is something that you cannot do, and the penalties could include a multi-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh, which, when you look at Michigan's schedule next year, if he is there, will not hurt them because they play literally nobody until Ohio State and Penn State late in the season. Uh, but old Jim Harbaugh got in some hot water, man. He can't lie to the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, you read a couple pieces. You read the Auerbach and Meek piece, and you get an outline of what happened. And then you read Ari Wasserman, who's been on our show before, and he covered Jim Tressel in Ohio State back in the day when he lied. It's not exactly the same here. We're not talking about a mob boss orchestrating things the way Tressel was kind of doing behind the scenes. It's one of those, like, you, this is not good. It's not a good infraction to have against yourself, but it's not the same. Everybody's going to compare it and go, no, there's Jim Trestle again. <laughs> it, it's not. It's it's a little different here. Um, I do wonder if this is kind of the out he needed, though. Is this the out he needs to finally just make the leap? I, I don't know about you. I saw that release by Michigan with the uh, graphic by Harbaugh and his quote, and I, I just I didn't click that and feel all that great. I don't know how a Michigan fan reads that and feels like, oh, we're definitely having him back next year. I think fan bases lie to themselves. Really? Because I I read that and I said, he's going to go where the money's going. Remember, he took a pay cut a couple years ago, and he wants he's probably going to want even more because he got Michigan back to the playoff, and they won the Big Ten, and they beat Ohio State in Columbus, and now he's got a little win streak going here. And, oh, by the way, the Denver Broncos want to give him... Upwards of fifteen to twenty million a year to come fix Russell Wilson. The Colts probably want him back desperately. There's been some rumors the Panthers. He's always kind of had his eye on the NFL. So the infraction, not great. You never want a level one versus Michigan getting a level two, but it's not the same as Trestle. I think this is just going to be kind of used as an out for him. I, I think he wants to go to the NFL. I do. Um, he's got his quarterback at Michigan maybe running it back next year, they can win a playoff game and get to the title and have a shot. But I always just kind of felt like the way San Francisco ended for him and the success he had, it always kind of felt like a guy that eventually get Michigan back on track, win big, and then come back to try to do what his brother did and win a Lombardi trophy. He has reestablished Michigan. There's no doubt about that. I'm, the, the, the violations are, I mean, just like whatever. It's modern college football. People are doing all sorts of crap. He was you know, recruiting kids during the COVID period. Um, the, the, the draft is going to include four level two violations, which are centered around the recruiting contact that likely happened during the COVID period. Those level two violations, for those that don't know, the NCA first off, nobody takes them seriously. But level two violations are essentially nothing, and nothing will happen to Jim Harbaugh because of that. The level one violation that he's going to face is because he did not comply or he misled NCAA investigators. That's where he can get into trouble. The funny thing of this, though... Is if, let's say, he does stay at Michigan and he gets suspended. whatever You know, four-game suspension will have Jim Harbaugh for next year. You want to know their first five games next year on Michigan's schedule? You ready for this? Probably cupcakes. Just this vicious gauntlet that Michigan's going to have to navigate through to start their season. They open Saturday, September 2nd at home against the East Carolina Pirates. It's a tough one. See if they can survive. Week 2, Saturday, September 9th, they welcome the UNLV Rebels to town. Another vicious non-conference game. Ah, uh, yes. Barry Odom and the Rebels. The Running Rebels are coming into town. Week 3, Saturday, September 7th, uh, 16th, their final non-conference game, they welcome the Bowling Green Falcons to town. Oh, man. So that is their non-conference schedule. You know who they open conference play with? They get Rutgers at home in Game 1. There's your fourth game of the season. The Fighting Chianos. And then they go to Nebraska and play the uh, Fighting Matt rules in Week 5. So if he is suspended for four, or five weeks guess what michigan's gonna be four <laughs> or five and they got mccarthy coming back they will be totally fine because <laughs> they play nobody there's not a marquee game early in their schedule what what uh let's play the game what nfl team to you would what's the most enticing situation in the national football league? let's let's put money to the side let's say they're all offering you roughly the same amount i don't know how state taxes break down in all these states but let's just say it's roughly the same. There was an insane report rumor of what the Broncos were offering because they have a lot of money to spend. It's it's reportedly maybe up to twenty million a year, which is how do you crazy. say no to that? Well, you say no because you don't succeed. I'm asking what situation seems like the best situation. I would. I, I I said this earlier in the week, and I I maintain it. And I know there was there was actually an article that came out this morning that would probably prove this, my opinion, wrong, but I still am going to stand by it nonetheless because there was a piece that came out about how badass crazy Jim Ursay is and how he's meddling and everything going on with the Colts. The Colts would still be my pick. The division sucks. Uh, they have a does lot. it the Jags could win it and the they Jags take a could, real step in I the I have next no year. faith in the Texans figuring it out. And the te- the Titans are in no man's land. Derrick Henry is near the end of his career. They don't have a franchise quarterback. Like I the Titans do nothing to scare me. I see I that's where I push back a little bit. I don't disagree with your the division's not great this year. But if the Jags can win it, they go in with momentum. The Titans, by the way, going in, despite what's happened to them this year with their injuries, Tannehill not playing. They're going into this weekend's game with a chance to still win that division. <laughs> Derrick Henry is getting older. But Vrabel, I think it's safe to say Vrabel's a pretty good coach. I don't know Malik Willis is the answer for them. He didn't show a whole lot. Uh, but he's he's been arguably the best coach from the yeah. Belichick tree. He's a good coach. And so I, I, I don't think I can discount the Titans in their future. I don't know. I, I could see that division. The same way we said about this in the NFC East where now it's like almost all four made the playoffs, but you have three of the four in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that from the South because Doug Peterson's got it going. Vrabel's a really good coach. And if Harbaugh goes to Indy, I don't hate that move. I understand it. He quarterbacked the team. That, you could have a really tough division in a year or two. Yeah, you, you, look, ch- things change quickly. If the Texans hit on a quarterback, maybe it happens for them. It also is the Texans, and I'm just not giving them a lot of the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Uh, it, for me, though, it comes down to, uh, for Carolina, I just think that is a bigger overhaul to a certain extent with the Panthers. And and maybe that's unfair because the Colts were truly god-awful this year. And, and the other part of it is, how do, do you believe in Russell Wilson? If you're taking the Denver Bronco job, you have to believe in Russell Wilson because you're not getting out of that contract for another two, three years. They owe him a lot of money. And so if you if you feel optimistic, like, hey, this dude's a franchise quarterback and he just had a an idiot as his head coach this year and I can turn this thing around, then that's probably your job because what every coach going to the NFL wants is what? They want a quarterback. They want a, That's why Doug Peterson took the Jacksonville job. He had his choices. He waited around. And then Jacksonville called him. He said, wait a minute, I get to coach that dude? i am go from Nick Foles to that guy? Like, yes, please sign me up. I'll take the Jacksonville job. But I think I would go Colts. You go to Carolina, you kind of get a full rebuild, restructure situation, and you still have some good pieces that are there. And I think they've showed, like, they've got a locker room full of guys that compete and work their ass off. Uh, that division, by the way, I don't think Brady's coming back to the Bucs. Todd Bowles, to me, ain't a great coach. The Saints – Eh, I don't know about Dennis Allen either, and Atlanta might be it in two or three years, but I don't know if Arthur Smith will have them going next year. So we talk about divisions. I, I think the NFC South could be worse than the AFC yep, South. That's a valid point. Somebody said, what can the NCAA actually do, take scholarships away? Boosters are just going to play for pay for players anyways. What teeth does the NCAA have? They have no teeth. The, the punishments for a level one violation for Harbaugh, from everything that I read, are potential scholarship, again, limitations. But boosters can still throw some money at kids if they want. And then he might get suspended for four games. Which again, if you read their schedule, they play literally nobody again next year. They they don't play a legitimate opponent. Well, Nebraska might be okay with the rule of year one and year one maybe, yeah. but I'm not picking them to beat Michiano and Rutgers were up on them at halftime this year. <laughs> they, to be fair, they, they, what was the final score of that? no <laughs> well, they like they ended up losing by 40. They ended after up a, pulling them away. 17-14 yeah. lead. Uh, they don't they play Penn State in November and they play Ohio State in November. So they don't have a real game till November Until against Ohio State. November because Penn State's not and like six of their first eight games yeah. are at home. Home. They don't go on the road till September thirtieth so uh, that Michigan will be just fine if he gets suspended, but I'm with you. I still tend to believe he's going to the NFL. We'll wait and see if he does. Uh, they had a, a comment yesterday, a, a release a statement saying, you know, as far as I know, I'll be the head coach here next year and then the, the NCAA violations get leaked and we'll see what happens with Michigan. We've got a lot to get to in the final hours. Uh, we got the line coming up at 8.30. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. The Blazers are back in action. I want to dive in a little bit to the Blazers and what they got going on this weekend. Some college football notes to get to. One uh, that I've found interesting on a Northwest team. So we got a lot. We got a lot in the notes and uh, we'll load it out next
0: uh, in the final hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.